Multicolored lights and sounds A world of adventure and heroes galore It's truly outrageous when we yell Thundercats ho Autobots roll out and yell Yo-Jo Both feet and legs and do the Mario Get into a Care Bear stare and go-go gadget ears Excuse me princess, it's time for Totally Radical, Totally Radical, Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast! Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome back to an all new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. We are the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and just all of the glorious insanity therein. My name is Randy, I am your host on this journey. And of course, I'm joined once again by my friend and my co-host, Phil. Phil, how you doing today, brother? What is going on, people? I know we're going stir-crazy right now, but hope you guys are staying safe, and we're doing this. Fuck the corona. And, well, this week's episode is did nothing to help my stir-craziness, because, <laughs> oh, man, we are going to get into that. Uh, but before we do, of course, uh, got to let you know, Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to geekworldorder.com for all the latest, greatest geeky media and content coming your way. Social media, of course, check us out. Uh, Facebook, both Geek World Order and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast have pages. Go like those. Uh, share the posts every week. You know the drill. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Geek World Order. And uh, today, uh, once again, we are mass crusaders, fighting crime, working overtime. Oh, boy. And I am getting a sense of deja vu here because honestly, the last episode of Mass we did feels very similar to the one we just watched. Yeah, I was like sitting there watching it. I'm like, I feel like, like I've done this already. Like, wow, Mask is very consistent in its presentation. That it is. Because uh, so today we are taking a look at the episode The Star Chariot. And, well, we waste very little time getting into lovely 80s racist stereotypes. Oh, my God. I was waiting for that. Like, <laughs> I was waiting for it. So we get this shot of just this guy driving down the road in a truck, and he's a, a Native American man. I believe he's got a dog with him. Mm-hmm. And... Is a couple of vehicles come up, and they're Venom's vehicles, and we get a little bit of a chase ensuing, and this guy. So the Native American in the truck, his name is John Snow Eagle. Yeah, that name. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, wow! Can we get like any more eighties stereotype? kind of name uh it's um uh, it gets worse guys it i feel like worse. we could have like i feel like we could have done like nowadays like a random name generator and gotten a better <laughs> name than this like we could have uh... we could have got like we could have had someone just go take a what's your native american facebook quiz name and oh, probably God. come up with a better name than this Constance Blackfoot. <laughs> uh, so, of course, we are wondering why Venom is chasing this Native American man down this empty back road. Well, they're looking for something. They are looking for the Emerald Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. So they manage to stop his truck. They pull him out of the vehicle. And Venom uses their mask to scan the vehicle. And, well... The Emerald Arrowhead is not there. Dun dun dun. Where could it be? Yes. And one of the Venom agents, um, their female one, oh, she straight up like shoots his hat and like destroys it. As a we're watching you kind of sign. Yeah, kind of an incentive to that's gonna happen to your head if you don't tell me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we learned that the Emerald Arrowhead has actually been handed down to the man's grandson. Grandpa Snitch. It's like, oh no, this this man has a grandson. 
Oh, this is where we're going to get the Scots in Danger plot, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> but we have a few more uh, bits to get before we get to the eventual Scots a moron and gets himself into trouble part of the of your typical mask episode. All right. And so before we get to the uh, Scott is an idiot part of this episode of Mask, uh, we have a few more uh, <laughs> bits of uh, fun here. So uh, John Snow Eagle actually goes to Matt Tracker. Fucking snitch. So Tracker answers the door and the dude basically collapses. Yeah. Kind of gives him a rundown of what's going on. He's like, where's my grandson? Oh, He's off with my son. They're fishing. It's like, oh, shit. And so Tracker's like, well, Venom's probably not far behind if they're looking. They're, I'm sure they're looking for this arrowhead. So we get our scene that takes up like two minutes of screen time here. Oh, yeah, but, seriously. Bro. The bonding but, moment. <laughs> No, the the team selection. Oh yeah. Dude, why is it every time they do this they drop all responsibility of what they're doing causing freaking chaos as they run off? Right? It's like, such, seriously. It's just such reckless abandon for their day jobs. <laughs> like the one guy is oh like Oh my god. The one guy's like bouncing on a pogo stick for some reason. And he's yeah, just like, that I just—he's just like, "F this, lost. I'm done." Oh, and the the guy with the big bushy beard—he's like bathing a dog. Right, he just runs off and leaves the dog in the bath, which is consistent. I think he must own like a pet store or something, probably. Or he just—he might be a groomer. Who knows? Because I think in the last episode, like he was like feeding fish or something. We did. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think he's got a pet store. Like a uh, pet store grooming right. thing. I, I think you're right, yeah. So he probably does all of it. And the other guy, like... Like, he gets the call. Like, he's making a pizza. Like, I think he's working <laughs> at a pizza shop. Bro! Like, he's already got the call, and then he shoves the pizza in the he oven. He puts the pizza in the oven and runs off. Like... After he don't take that long to cook. Like, he could have just left it on the counter. He got the wrist beep, and then he put the pizza in the oven after like, oh. he got the wrist. He's like, oh, pops it in the oven. Because he was he was slicing, uh, I think it was pepperoni. Yeah. So he gets the call. He could have just looks, not he, put it in the oven. Right. Like, this so is what the do you most... think you're going to be done before the, before the pizza's done? <laughs> Dude, he's gonna burn down his entire whatever he's got going on, man. Right? I mean, were there any other employees? I didn't oh see any other employees God. there. He wasn't like, "Hey, watch the pizza." Nope, just shoves it in the oven and runs. Like I imagine myself as a kid seeing that and going, "That's not a good idea." To. And then the last <laughs> it was one. Funny though. Uh, one the the female member of the team, Gloria. I don't like. I don't know what she was doing. Like, she hops out of, like, the passenger seat of a car. Yeah, and all of a sudden almost causes, like, a five, six-car pileup. I have no idea what's going on here. But, um... Uh, I don't know, dude. But... Bruh. I was not... I was not aware (laughs) of this character, but... Bruh, she is, uh... My goodness. She's fine. She is fine just gotta make that known there uh, <laughs> so yes no now we get to the uh friend bonding scene ah so, this scene yes so the stupid robot is having oh, horrible luck. robot dude t-bob man he's literally caught nothing but a pile of cans yeah Scott is like actually catching fish. Yeah, he's like the only one catching fish. Bruh. So. So I'm from a tribe of great chiefs and I cannot even catch a fish. Yes, um, the 
the grandson who goes whose name is Daniel. Why are mm. why are there so many annoying I... characters in in cartoons named Daniel? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but oh, oh but man. first, Scott's method of catching fish. He's using is... a board and a baseball glove. Basically, like he's literally like got a like a plank like levered on a rock. Like so, when he sees a fish, he just stomps it, and, and then he catches the, the fish, fish into the air yeah. in the baseball glove. Hey, he's innovative. Yeah, that's about the only smart thing he does in this episode. Oh, yeah, I remember him in the last episode. Was he in the last episode? He's in every episode. He's, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is exactly how every uh, episode of Mass goes. Scott does. It's something. always him in some shit. Or he, like, tries to join in on a mission that he's not supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. And he gets captured because he's stupid. Whoops. Oh, and... no, my son. Yes. <laughs> Bruh. Oh, jeez. So, and then Scott offers to give him, uh, Daniel, one of the fishes. It was a very noble gesture. Right. So, Daniel decides he's going to let Scott wear the arrowhead until the end of the day. It's like, oh, this is tradition in our tribe. This is a basically like a token of friendship. You wear it for the, the next 24 hours or some shit like uh -huh. that. So we cut back to the mask team, and they're basically having a staff meeting. So they're like, well, if Venom wants this arrowhead, it must lead to something pretty big. Right. And bro, oh, <laughs> Scott is, we know Scott's an idiot, but also there's a member of the team, Dusty, which I think he was oh the one. Oh my God. I think Freaking he was Dusty, the, bro. I think he was the, I forget, he was either the one on the pogo stick or he was the one, no, I think he was the one making the pizza. Yeah, Dusty was, yeah, Dusty was definitely the one making the pizza. That's right. The, the Asian guy was on the, po on the pogo stick. Oh my god. <laughs> and Bruce. Bruce. They named him Bruce. Uh Bruce and uh, uh Sato, I think. Because like they, they come Yeah, like like Bruce and the guy with the beard, I think is oh, Sato. They I drive know. like the big rig together. Right. Rhino, that's it. Bro. So Here's, Bruce, dude. So we get our so we get a nice lovely offensive comment because Dusty says something stupid, and then one of the other team members says, "Man, Dusty, you have an empty TP up there." Yeah, and they all just laugh at him. He's like, "Yeah, no, he's it's like, ah, oh, Dusty." Yeah, no, Dusty is kind. Of, they like he's got a clear Southern accent. And, like, they play him like a redneck stereotype, almost. Basically, they country bumpkin the fuck out of him. They did, man. They really, they really did. I'm like, ooh. Although it's weird, because he's got, like, probably one of the most useful vehicles on the team. Right. He's got, like, a Jeep that, like, flips up and a boat, like, comes out of it. It's like, that's actually kind of a useful vehicle. But he's a colossal dumbass. He really is. Oh man! Oh, this guy, man. So, yeah, so we cut back to the kids, and Scott's like, "Oh man, I feel like an Indian warrior." But like somehow, I think he changed his shirt because now his shirt looks yeah. more like a Native American got, shirt. Yeah, he's got like this Native American shirt on. All of a sudden, he puts on this like headband. Like I'm pretty sure in the first scene, his clothes the... did not look like that. They looked more normal. No, they didn't. And even the robot has. Bruh. Oh, and T Bob's like, <laughs> it's so stupid. It's like, oh, it's like, huh, you look more like a plucked turkey. Oh, he is just, he is just with the roast, dude. Dude, T Bob is like the roast master general. Seriously. And actually, his jokes are about as bad as Jeff Ross's are. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. So yeah, we should. So yeah, we should call him the Roast Master General. Oh, buddy. 
So we learn that Venom wants the arrowhead because, oh yeah, they want this thing called the Star Chariot. Mm-hmm. So they show up, they attack, uh, T-Bob radios for help, but Mask is already on their way. Or at least yep. I guess they were, because they showed up like four seconds after T-Bob radioed Dude, for them. Seriously, they just like came out of nowhere. Which... Like, oh yeah, get him, yeah! So at this point, we get probably what's the best part of the episode, which was the best part of the last episode we talked about. The chase scenes. Ah, oh, yeah. So yeah, basically, Mask and Venom are going off. Uh, so the kids actually have a great idea to split up. And yet somehow Venom just knows Scott is the one that has it. Exactly. They just so, pull up out of nowhere. like, oh, got him. I think at this point they're probably like, yeah, no, we even we know Scott's an idiot. So we're just going to go after him because <laughs> he's probably got the thing we need by accident. Right. Which is literally like both episodes we've covered so far of Mask. That's been the case. Like, just by yeah, I was accident. Say, they probably learned that from the previous episodes. Like, yeah, he probably has the shit. And it's like, wow. This is ridiculous. <sighs> it's like, well. So, of course, we get some cool chase scenes. And uh, Miles Mayhem grabs Scott in his helicopter. So, Matt Tracker has to go flying off to save his son. But let's face it. Matt Tracker, his vehicle is a Chevy Camaro, a badass <laughs> 80s Camaro. Yeah. Where, like, the doors will fly up when he transforms it. And it's like this weird jet with, like, Lambo doors for wings. Dude, what kid did not want that shit back then? Bro, I mean, like, come on. Yeah, the Lambo doors came up, like, the, the propulsion jets in the back came out. And it's a freaking... It and it's an eighties and it's an eighties body Camaro. Like, dude, that was some dank shit. I mean, I just want an eighty an eighties body Camaro, right? Because they're badass. It's like, okay, it's like, all right. So there's got to be something cool about Matt Tracker. <laughs> Slaps the hood. Okay, this one's a jet. Yes. <laughs> Sold. It's like. Mine's going to have Lambo doors with and become a jet. Um, okay, your vehicle is a Jeep, and it's going to have a boat shoot out the front end of it. Do you uh, remember those memes? Slaps the hood of the car. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, this bitch can fly. This baby can fit so many dumbass kids in it. <laughs> this trunk can fit so much spaghetti in it. <laughs> I don't know why, dude. I saw that one, and it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> uh, so then, Tracker's, like, trying to get the kid. So, like, he jumps out of the vehicle, and apparently he's got, like, this weird electronic grid built into his suit. Yeah. That, it's, like, a that, like, turns his suit into a glider. This suit is literally, like, an electrified flying squirrel. Right, like no wings came out, no nothing. It's just like it An electrified, and he literally just glides through the air. Yes. And I, I was waiting for the wings to pop out. I'm like, uh, that's not, you know what? Never mind. I'll go with it. That's it's just fine. The, the wing, like the part that should have like popped out at the webbing, it was electricity. Yeah. So, yeah. I was like, I don't remember things working that way. I'm like, you know what? It's the 80s. Whatever. Just cool. go with it. Let's go. There's, there, it's all the drugs. <laughs> I'll allow it. So, you know, like, he f- jumps right onto Mayhem's helicopter. And, like, he tries to get in the cockpit and, like, fight. But, nah, he basically gets shaken off. Yep. So, uh, Venom creates a distraction. Uh, so, they create a forest fire. Which just ha- so happens to be near the like camper van where <clears throat> Daniel apparently lives in the woods with his mom or something. Mama, yep. It's like okay, we just get like Daniel's mom all of a sudden. And she's just chilling. She's just doing whatever. It's like well, now there's a 
<clears throat> a van around the fire. Or a fire around the van, whatever. Something like that. So, <laughs> stupid kid decides to charge headfirst into the fire. I'm going to go get the fire extinguisher. Yep, so... Yeah, uh, don't. Ah, uh, yes, and we'll find out why in just a moment. But, of course, we have a fire that's endangering people. Uh, the dumbass kid has run into the fire. Uh, so guess what? It's commercial time because, you know, we have to build the tension and make it to a point somewhere. <laughs> so we'll be back in just a moment here, folks. <laughs> be back. Chocolate is scrumptious, pussy crunches. That's why I love Nestle Crunch. That's why I love Excuse me, I ordered fish. That is fish. I think. Why order fish when it ends up looking like a burger? Hey, friends? Is this fish? Introducing new seafood salad from Taco Bell. Fresh vegetables, tender bay shrimp, and a delicious blend of whitefish and snow crab. A refreshing change from anything on a bun. If it's square, it's fish. If it's round, it's a burger. New seafood salad from Taco Bell. The cure for the common meal. Just a reminder that every week in TV Guide, you'll find something brand new. Pick up your copy of TV Guide today. It's the best thing on television, and it's on sale now. Hey, Walter, what's up? With great taste and just one calorie, Diet Coke is the one soft drink everyone's falling for. Hi. Hi. One calorie just for the taste of it. Diet Coke. Ah, uh, do Gobbledygook. What's its face? What you call it? Whatever it is, whatever it was. Chocolatey chocolate. What you call it? How's it go? When you're feeling the stress of everyday life, Dad, can I keep them? The pain in the back, Dad, my new significant other. The strain in the neck. Howard, are you familiar with the Incas? We've met. When you'd give anything for a massage, turn on the shower massage. Its pulsing jets of water, from gentle to powerful, work through whatever the day has dished out. Howard, are you in there again? The shower massage, only by Teledyne Waterpick. wasn't humanly possible but now you can have all the power and excitement of nintendo right in the palm of your hand introducing game boy it's portable it's in stereo and its games are interchangeable plus game boy comes with the outrageous new game tetris and for head-to-head -head competition use the revolutionary video link and blow your opponent away game boy only from nintendo now you're playing with power portable power They're coming to a Hardee's near you. The stars of Hardee's Cinnamon and Raisin Biscuits. And now, when you buy any two Rise and Shine Biscuits or any dessert, you can get a cool California raisin for only 99 cents. There's four in all, a new one each week. Get your California raisins at Hardee's. Another way we're out to win you over. All right, and we are back. And as we come back, we fell into a burning ring of fire. <laughs> and so, I love hate you so much. <laughs> 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 and it burns, burns, burns. 
The Ring of Fire. The Ring of Fire. Uh, so uh, Daniel goes in, gets the fire extinguisher from the back of the van. It Apparently this thing's like out of date or something because it just kind of sputters. And it's like... <laughs> Start the engine. Nothing. It's like, well, you've just been living in this thing, apparently. But no... Uh, so we're saved because apparently they're like right by the river or something. So uh, Dusty and his Jeep can actually be useful. Mm-hmm. Dusty's like, all right, I got you. I got you, Daniel. So like he converts to the boat mode and uses water from the river. Because apparently he's got like a water cannon attached to this thing. The man's resourceful. So he's flying in. So he's putting out the fire. And then Tracker just, like, glides into the fire. He's like, oh, I'll save him. <laughs> he literally like, just... can't reach it from here. I can. He just glides over the fire, swoops in, grabs them, and just, like, glides out. Freaking daytime Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we learn that, um... So Tracker learns that, of course, Scott has the arrowhead. Yep. So it's like, ah, oh. it's like... Okay, so that's why Mayhem is here. That's why they they took him. It's like, he's not even panicked at this point. He's just more like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. It's like, ah, okay, yeah, cool. He's like, yep, of course my kid got captured again. <laughs> he's used to it by now. He really is. He's like, like, what happened? Oh, your kid got captured. <sighs> All right. Uh, so, of course, Such we go back to Mayhem, and so we learn that Miles Mayhem, because uh, there are actually two halves of the arrowhead that will lead you to the Star Chariot once they're put together. Apparently, May- Mayhem found the other half of this thing ten years ago. Yeah, that part. So, wow. Which would make sense. Okay, break, you know, separate the halves so that, you know, this thing is, like, impossible to find. Right. He's like, yes, this vehicle is some kind. It's basically like an alien vehicle that's supposed to have like some kind of intelligence. Yeah, of course, the whole alien spacecraft thing. So basically, he wants to reverse engineer this thing so he can make like massive upgrades to the Venom vehicles. Right, and that's all he wants. No science, no nothing, just propulsion. Just criminal intent. Pure propulsion. I will make my vehicles faster. Yes. Science for criminal <laughs> intent. Because science. Yeah, science, bitches. Criminal activity. He's like, get in, losers. We're doing science. <laughs> That's the new meme. <laughs> We're creating it. Oh, man. Unfortunately, I wish that meme already didn't already exist. Right. Because, you know, it's totally an Avengers meme when, like, Tony pulls up in, like, his fancy car. <laughs> and it's like, and it just made the meme of the line to Bruce, like, get in, losers. We're doing science. Right. And it's like Tony Stark and uh, Bruce Banner in the car. Like, we're doing not, science, bitches. Not for nothing. I really hope this phase four or phase five or what, whenever they get into it, I want to see Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, and Reed Richards do something, man. Oh, jeez. That would be just phenomenal. Oh, you yeah, know. Finally do Fantastic Four right for a change. Yeah. Here's hoping. So, apparently for some reason, Mask seems to know where Venom is headed. Even though the arrowhead is like what should be pointing them in the direction. Mm-hmm. So they somehow send scouts ahead, and they actually kind of uh, lay out an, kind of an elaborate trap for just slow down Venom. Uh, so they basically take a. Oh, we just realized we just learned their name. Why am I blanking on the name? So the uh, guys that drive the uh, the Rhino. Ah, uh, crap! Yeah, um, Asian um, guy um, um, in bushy beard. 
You said the Asian guy? Yeah. Oh, Bruce. Uh, Bruce. Ah, Bruce. And <laughs> I want... I'm still pissed that they named him Bruce. <laughs> it's like, what? And why can I not remember the Russian guy's name? Uh, is it with the red beard? Yes. I Yeah, I can't remember his name at all. But I know they're a team because they're like the co-drivers of Rhino. Right. So like... Oh, what was that thing he said? Oh, um... The wounded rabbit catches a fuck or some some crap. I don't know. <laughs> it was some like Chinese proverb or some Confucius shit. And then like after their trap fails, he's like, "Oh, wounded rabbit is now dead." Oh, wounded rabbit dead. Fox catch wounded rabbit. So, it was something <laughs> like that. There was like, there was like the line, and then there was, was a follow so up. Stupid. And then like the the Russian dude like says, "Oh, we need to lay a trap," and he's like, "I think that's what Bruce just said." Yes. Oh, it was dude. so stupid. <laughs> Although I love that his mask has a cutout for his beard. It does though. He's like the only one that doesn't have like a full face helmet. I have to appreciate they let him air out his beard like that. Right. I really have to appreciate that. Like he's got a cutout where his mouth and beard go. Like, wait a minute. Like, he's uh -huh, the only the one that doesn't have a full face helmet. <laughs> I just realized this. Oh, it's wonderful. So yeah, they try to ambush them and it kind of works. And at some point, one of them like zaps Miles Mayhem and his pants fall down. Yeah, dude. I was like, whoa, what's going so on here? He's literally like, running what, what around with his pants off. Seriously. Like, around his ankles. I was like, wait, what did, this, what did this just turn into? Like, what's going on? So while he's because like, they like his... blasted his belt, he's like, Nyah! and his like pants fall off. Right. So like his pants are around his ankles, and he just like walks up to his this ATV thing. He's like he he, he grabs Scott and he's like, "Don't shoot me, I've got him." And he just <laughs> uses the kid as like to get away. Right. Scott, you colossal shit, man. Right. Oh yeah. So. Venom eventually makes it to oh yeah, Mesa Verde Park, where apparently the Star Chariot is hidden. You gotta um, love you gotta love the whole eighties and aliens thing. Oh uh, dude, there is like some crazy stuff going on. But somehow Mask still makes it ahead of them, because like I think the rest of the team went ahead. So they set yet another ambush for uh, Venom. So, but Scott is safe for now. And of course, once we get to the location where the alien device is, just like last time, there are traps everywhere. Oh, yeah. And there's like some weird conversation between like Scott and T-Bob where like, Oh, I forget. Like, T-Bob says something, but Scott's like, well, you're not alive, though. Like, well, yeah, he says something along the lines of, oh, you saved my life. He's like, I hate to break it to you, but you're not alive. He's like, oh, yeah. But, okay, it so It was like that out. realization. It's just like, God, dude. It's like, no, 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 no. Really? Like, time out, Scott. T-Bob <laughs> is definitely very alive and sentient. Yeah, he's very sentient. He roasted your ass. <laughs> he's very aware of his settings and how in danger he is half the time. It's like, I have like, almost ceased functioning. I'm just like, you have wow. You have maintained my functionality. Thank you. Scott really like, Do you want him to be dick. any more robotic? Like, come on, dude. I'm like, so this is like the complete opposite of like the TNG episode, The Measure of a Man? <laughs> yeah. Bruh. This is like, no, you're, you're oh, not man. alive. Scott is really a dick, isn't he? Scott is a dick, dude. Like, Scott is like the epitome of a spoiled rich kid. That he is. That's like... It's like I swear, the, I th what was it, the last episode we talked about for Mask? He got himself in trouble because he wanted pizza. Yeah, pretty much. Like, bruh. I'm entitled. He really is, dude. <laughs> The entitlement like, is so real. Like, I don't even think Richie Rich is this entitled. Nah, dude. Richie Rich has conviction. Right? 
like even though he's rich as shit, he has conviction, man. Like, not Scott. Like no, not episodes Scott. of Richie Rich are like, you know, like Richie Rich will get in trouble for something, but he'll learn a lesson at the end of the episode. Exactly. I don't think Scott learns I mean, a damn re- thing in this he series. He doesn't. He does the same dumb shit over and over again. Right. We see it in this episode. We saw it in the last one. We'll probably see it in like he every episode. Pretty much. It's like, wow, this kid learns literally nothing. He's a capitalist of getting in trouble. And then learning absolutely nothing. So then like right after this whole exchange, one of the traps gets deployed. It's like these giant, like, rolling pin things. Yo, does Scott actually die at this point? (laughs) You're just like, wait. One would only hope. Did he actually die? So, yeah, they don't really have a lot of time to think about this. Uh, So Venom actually finds the Star Chariot, and they're, like, actually in, like, the cockpit of it. And they're, like, shooting lasers at Mask. So it's like, well, here we go. Here's an idea. So they pull up the the Rhino vehicle, and they're like, let's just, like, blast every light we have at them and just blind them so they can't actually do anything. Yeah, it's an idea, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, Venom actually tries to flee at this point. But, nope, they're trapped. The mask vehicles have sealed them in. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, uh, Miles Mayhem has a remote control for his helicopter vehicle. So, he's, like, literally sitting there with, like, an Atari joystick. And he just, <laughs> yeah. like, and he just, like, pulls his helicopter. He's like, ha-ha, I'll be back, mask. Basically a drone before it was cool. Dude, dude, Matt Tracker, man, he is like, you will fucking pay for this venom. You'll pay for what you did today. Right? He was like, he was vengeful, man. He's like, um, no, we're here because of your dumb ass. You probably set these traps off and my kid is dead because of you. Oh, uh, no, actually, he's not dead. I was going to say, like, for a while, it took a really dark turn. But, like, literally, like, as soon as he said this, it's like, it's like, nah, nah. And I think, nope, I'm alive. Oh, hey, Dad. Because somehow, like, the aliens <sighs> that, like, oversee this thing saved him somehow. Or, like, him and T-Bob got, like, abducted by aliens. Did they get probed? It's like, was this a dream? Did we have the same dream? <laughs> And Scott goes right back into dick mode. He's like, robots don't dream. How do you know, you little dick? Maybe your dad programmed him that way. He's a colossal dick, dude. He is. Because I'm pretty sure Tracker probably built the robot as like a babysitter. (laughs) Yeah, with that kid. Maybe. I need some upgrades to that robot. Maybe he programmed T-Bob to dream. How do you know? Maybe he dreams of electric sheep. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, so they're kind of wondering, well, how are we going to save this thing? Venom knows where it is. It's going to come back. And it's like, well, actually that's not a problem because the star chariot just disappears. So uh, that makes you wonder, dude, like the entire time they were just hanging out. I guess so. Yeah, Earth is cool and all, but let's go. Let's bounce. So it just gets teleported to some random location. Um, so apparently somewhere in the uh, confrontation, uh, Mayhem actually dropped the arrowhead halves. Mm-hmm. And so that's all that's left at the scene is are the two arrowheads. Which, uh, so Tracker picks them up. He's like, yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna keep these. Just going to keep those safe. <laughs> Definitely don't need mayhem finding these again. Right. So yeah, so that's where the episode ends. It's, um, yeah. again, a lot was going on. It yeah. goes from just 
like this one mainstream thing to just all this just shit just going just getting out of hand right that <clears throat> seems to be the format of these mask episodes so far they go very quickly from scene to scene yes they do it's like there's not a lot of story going on outside of the basic plot and then somebody does like a drop of acid or something and it, the freaking whole show just goes AWOL. Right? And then at <laughs> some point... Freaking uh, ridiculous. And then at some point, Scott's got to be a moron and get himself in trouble. Yeah. Which basically ends up leading us to whatever thing that Venom wants. It's like, Wow. Like, I imagine Scott, like, through all of this ordeal, people are dying, like, stuff is burning to the ground, and they pan to him, and he's just, like, just shrugs his shoulders and puts his hands up, and is like, uh, whoops. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you son of a bitch. But yeah, no, this show is very consistent in its presentation. That it is. I feel like the two episodes we've watched so far have been, like, basically the same script just like plug and play some names <laughs> pretty much it's uh I'm man. Pretty, oh, i'm pretty sure the last one we saw probably had some weird racial stereotypes in it too i'm pretty certain it did bro what is up with these 80s cartoons man i don't know dude the the, the racial stereotypes are just all over the place it's so funny. It's, Which is I don't mean weird. to laugh, but you just can't help but laugh sometimes. Cause, it's just like, wow, 80s. Because this would be another good show if there was any kind of depth to it. But, like, look at the team itself, dude. Like, you've got some pretty diversity. You've got Bruce, who's Asian. Uh, you've got the Russian guy. Uh, you have a female on the team. Um, you've got, you know, your blonde lead, pretty boy, Duke, Matt Tracker. Right. Um, and I know there's other characters. Um, uh, the guy on the bike, uh, what's his name? Brad, I think, wasn't in this episode. Yeah. But you've still got a decent, and I know there's other drivers and vehicles, but, like, the Max team itself is fairly diverse. And that's one of the good things about the 80s, is they a lot of your cartoons back then kept everything very diverse. Mm -hmm. So everyone kind of had someone to relate to that was on any team on any show, almost. Yeah. Probably the least diversity we see in a lot of cartoons is stuff that came from, like, the anime that was imported from Japan. Right, exactly. Which is weird, because, like, in anime, nobody's portrayed as asian very often this is true it's like most of your your anime characters are like white people i've i've noticed that like a lot of your a lot of your japanese anime like they're either white or like even chinese mm -hmm. like there's a few anime i used to watch back in the day like they were portrayed as chinese characters so it was pretty interesting mm-hmm yeah, one of the messed up but also most hilarious parts were the, the black characters back in the day. <laughs> Their lips are huge. Oh yeah, older anime, dude. The older anime, Ooh. God. Yeah, a little bit racist. Like, damn, there's some DSLs. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I go back and look at anime from back in the day. I'm like, wow, fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, man, it's it's ridiculous. As We've come a long way. I just put it that way. We've come a long know, way. 80s cartoons, man, surprisingly diverse. Oh, yeah. And even then, like, there's still, like, some good cartoons. Like, uh, Brave Star, like, you know, the, the lead is a Native American. Yeah, right. And actually portrayed very actually well. Is one of my favorites. Like because you know, of that. The you know, your main characters are 
you know, a Native American, a white woman, uh, an, an alien horse, and an alien fuzzball thing. <laughs> Dude, that horse is ride or die, man. Bro. He Dude. is ride or fucking die. Oh, dude, man. You look up Ride or Die in the encyclopedia, you see the picture of that damn horse. Right? Because he has Brave Star's back to, like, no end. Dude. It's freaking amazing. I love it. Oh, man. But even going back to something like G.I. Joe, man. G.I. Joe was, like, by far one of the best cartoons from back in the day. I mean... Even going back to, like, the first miniseries, like, the, the Mass Device one. Yeah. Like, that opening scene where, like, the smaller team of, like, Snake Eyes, Stalker, and Scarlet. And, like, these are, like, the first Joes you're seeing on screen. Already diverse. Right? To a T. And even the original 13, like, in the toy lines and the comics, um... Zap the the he's like a laser or a bazooka technician. He's Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Um, and even as you get into characters like Alpine and Quick Kick and Spirit, it's like oh, dude, they had like everything. They had everybody. They had every practically any race you could probably think of offhand. Yeah, no. Oh, uh, I think I think Torpedo might have been Hispanic too. Um Hmm. Just I'm trying to think right offhand. It was he he probably was. Like but dude, like very diverse. Oh yeah. And I still feel like it's one of the <clears throat> ones that did it right. Oh dude, they I get, I've never seen a bad G.I. Joe episode. Not that I can remember. And I don't I've think never like seen a bad episode. Anybody was portrayed in a negative light. You know, these are all highly they're all highly trained specialists picked for a specific purpose. And Right, exactly. And when any character like you didn't got really to be have, featured, you know every Right. Like you know how every 80s cartoon has that one dummy kind of like this episode just did? Uh-huh. G.I. Joe never really had that. No. Like, they had people that were more brawn than brain, but they were still useful. Like, they weren't portrayed as stupid. I mean, the closest I think they ever got to portraying anyone as stupid was Shipwreck. Right. (coughs) He was more just... Lazy. Just reckless. Not so much reckless, he's just... He's from the Navy, so... I'm from the Navy, so I know how that goes. And he was more like, of like, you know, he's always very comical, but he's very useful. But still, like, he's a chief, so you don't get right. to be that rank by being a moron. You sure don't. Although there are some chiefs I've met that... Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to keep that to myself, but... <laughs> but still, they still had to do something to prove that they... Earned that you did something right, exactly. You yeah. don't get, you don't just get cheap by just you don't fall into that. I mean, so far, to me, mask kind of comes off as a bit of missed potential. They, yeah, you're right. Because like they have the potential to be really good villains. They're just they're blockheads. So far, it's like well. If they'd let this ep- like the episodes breathe a little bit more, because mm-hmm. I think in the two episodes we've seen, there's been like no character work at all. Oh no! Like yeah, like the villains don't have their in- they really don't have personality, like their own individual personality. Nobody has a personality on the show outside of Scott, and Scott's personality is dumb. You know, I meant to mention that, like, the voice acting is very dry. It is, like... It's so dry. It feels like the show was really made just to put something into syndication. Like, it sounds like they did everything on a cassette tape. 
yeah no there's <laughs> really not that much not acting good. going it's on not good man it's like bruh it's like um when you have car you ha- when you have shows like gi joe transformers um even brave star just which have much more personality. Your villains have personality. Your heroes have personality. Your sidekicks have personality. Oh, they dude. All, I... They all have their different tempos as far as like when they get excited, upset, mad, happy, etc. This one is just... Everything is just... It's monotone. Right? Like, and this show oh, really man. feels like it was cranked out for... Like, even Centurions, man, like, they've kind of got their own temperaments about them. Right, but the the voice acting was still, it's it's better. Yeah, dude, like, now that you mention it, yeah, the voice acting is not that good in this show. Mm-mm. Because I was listening, I'm like, mm, no, that's yeah, not. Yeah, no. Like, no. Mask has really been kind of the blown opportunity. Yeah, and it could have really, it could have really taken off. <clears throat> Excuse me, if it's they like, did it the right way, it could like, have really taken off. But like it was this just episode was so much so like the last one we did. If they'd maybe taken out one or two scenes and let some of, and kind of let the episode breathe a little more, mm-hmm. you know, kind of tweak the pace a little bit instead of just going scene, 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 scene. Right. And yeah, maybe just a little better voice acting. A lot of better voice acting. <laughs> Bro, this show could have actually Dude. been so much better. I totally agree. Oh, man. Yeah, no. Yeah, the, the voice acting. Yeah, no, I didn't even catch on to that. It was just, I, it was one of the things I noticed, dude. It was just really dry, man. I'm like, wow, that's not yeah. good. But just like the last one, a couple small tweaks would have made this episode really good. I agree. Or maybe they could have cut out the scene, you know, like the three minutes of team selection. Yeah, that, I think that was kind of, I think that's kind of their highlight. I mean, which is kind of sad, but I know it's one it it was like one of the best parts of the episode because it was just so out there. Right. I just and love how they just like recklessly so abandon their jobs. Yes. Dude, they're so freaking irresponsible. The the dog was like, um, wait, what's, uh, what about my bath? <laughs> he just shook it off and just he was like, whatever. Right? Is there like a burnt down pizza parlor somewhere? I'm sure. That still totally irritates sure. me. It's like he didn't have to put that pizza in the oven. He really didn't. He could have just been like, oh, "Okay, I can just walk away." <laughs> like he got the call and then put it in the oven. He's like, like he literally just threw everything on it and just shoved it in there like think about how long that episode took bro when and that you... piece is still in the oven and when you factor out like the commercials and everything the runtime of the episode is like 20 minutes yeah um and they spent like three minutes someone's just place on is on that. fire yeah so they spend like a good two to three minutes of the screen time just on picking the team for the episode It's sort of like, it's almost like using like stock footage in anime. Because, you know, every time they do a transformation sequence, that's stock footage that they get to insert into. Right. It's like, you know, those monsters are like, oh, okay, they're transforming. We got to we got to wait for the Sailor Scouts to transform. (laughs) Bro, like, I swear, like, just like. Serena's transformation is like a solid. Oh, that's got to be at least a minute just on her transformation. Dude, it's the, the others are like fairly short, but I still feel like the other four still take like another two minutes of screen time. 
And if they gotta transform multiple times in an episode, bruh, <laughs> you're taking like a good quarter of your screen time just in like transformation scenes. Pretty much. And that's what Mass did here. Like, wow, you just took like 10 to 15% of your episode's runtime. Not this, much like... time for character development. Yeah. Not one bit. Characters. Like, there are characters that have been that have appeared in both of these episodes we've reviewed of this series. And I still have no clue what any of their what half of their names are. <laughs> right. Oh man. And sometimes the acting is so flat you forget. I'm like, oh yeah, Pretty I forgot. Much. Like by the time the episode was done, I forgot Bruce's name. <laughs> right. Ah, oh, Bruce. And so far, Bruce's character is like stereotype accent and says like weird proverb, Asian proverbs. Exactly. That's all he does. Like the the one then the other guy is Russian and has a beard. Red beard. Matt Tracker is just <laughs> he's just boring Duke. Pretty much. It's like, if Duke from G.I. Joe was, like, a multi-millionaire and had access to, like, technology, that's all Matt Tracker is. He's boring Duke. Oh, and then there's, man. like, Brad is, like, the guy that drives the motorcycle and he's a rock star. That's about all we know from him. Yeah, we've got a... Sorry, guys, but we've got a dumb redneck. Oh, yeah. Dusty is dumb redneck. MTTP. <laughs> yeah, there ain't nothing. There ain't nothing mm -mm. up in that brain. Mm -mm. No, so many little things that could make the show drastically improve. I think that's what's the most infuriating thing about this show is that it could be good, right? Like but it it's could just be amazing. Not. It's just sort of, here you go, here's some filler cartoon screen time. Pretty here's something, much, Here's man. something to throw in a syndication block. It's like, oh, hey, put this in the time slot. What is this? Pretty it's much. Horrible. Yeah, I know. Put it in the time slot. And back in the 80s, they had, that means they had to make at least 65 episodes. Because I think for animated series, 65 was the the mark in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Live action was worse, man. Like, a lot of those sitcoms from, like, the 80s and 90s, they ran for so long. Because syndication, I think, for live action was, like, 100 episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, animation's a little bit better. Of course, now you have, like, all your streaming platforms. So you're like, you know what? We can tell our story in, like, 12 episodes. So we're just going to do that. Sheesh. Yeah, no. Ah, uh, but yeah. Another episode of Mask in the books. Ooh. But yeah, overall, it was okay at best. But yeah, not that great. Ooh, boy. <laughs> but yeah, I think that'll do it for this uh <laughs> episode of totally radical cartoon podcast show. oh man so of course uh check us out at geekwillorder.com look us up on social media and of course please subscribe to us on all of the major podcast providers if there's a way for you to listen to a podcast we are there leave us a review leave us a comment and please just share the, sh the show and help us grow man that's all we're asking uh, uh we'll see you next week guys coronavirus <laughs>